0: Hey, everybody. Sean King here. For the month of July, I'm on sabbatical. So we're rerunning some of our favorite episodes of The Breakdown and other North Star podcasts. I hope you enjoy them, and I'll see you again in August with brand new content. Today's a big day. Really? Super big day.
1: What's today? Talk to me. Huge day. All right. I'm in suspense right now.
0: Monumental day. Oh, my gosh. It's my dad's birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Mr. Hawkins.
0: It is my dad's birthday. Shout out to my dad. How old is Pop? He is, it's, he's 76. Wow. 76 today.
1: That's a big year. I think so. What are you going to do for him?
0: You know things that daughters do
1: no more food though he, no he more said, food he said he's, he's he didn't good with say the food. this to you
0: he would never say this to you first he's of all good with the
1: food he told me
0: my father just came over last week for food so yeah. he definitely didn't say he's good on the food he's being nice no i didn't ask him to come over <laughs> for food okay he chose to do that but it is my dad's birthday. happy birthday
1: mr hawkins there we go very happy great birthday
0: man. very great man Big day.
1: My mom will be 71 this year, next month.
0: Yeah. I think we also found out that my best friend has the same birthday as your mom.
1: Yeah, that's that's ill. So that's it's dope. a good day. That's dope. It's a good day. Yeah. Good people
0: were born on that day. That's a fact. That's okay. a fact. That's not what we're talking about today, though. No. We're not talking... I mean, we are talking about good people. Yeah. We are talking about...
1: The new millionaires.
0: The new millionaires.
1: There's some new millionaires out here, folks.
0: Yeah, I think people will be surprised, right? Like we've just gone through COVID or we're still going through COVID. And a lot of people were financially distressed yeah, um, and still continue to be financially distressed. And that's all types of people, people with jobs, corporate executives, entrepreneurs. A lot of people have gone through a lot of different financial situations in this pandemic. But some people came out on top.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. But that's how... This world is set up, you know sometimes people are accumulating wealth while wealth is being destroyed.
0: That was a harsh statement i mean that's I mean to happening. our to our new millionaires, please don't feel like you know that was like some people wrong. are making money while others are ruining it like <laughs> you know, I believe that the new millionaires came about their money the right way by working hard or um, investing or doing a number of things that worked out for them in spite of what didn't work out for other people. Yeah.
1: And we just got to talk about it. There's, you know, a tale of two cities going on. You know, there's a lot of folks that are struggling, but there's a lot of folks that are doing well. And we want to give some advice to the folks that are doing well, but also give some best practices, like some things that everybody can do to get on that millionaire track. I like it. So let's start with some stats. So recently there was a report that came out from credit Suisse called the global wealth report. And, What's interesting about this report is that they note that half of Americans are still in financial recovery mode, meaning they lost their job, they're getting backed up on their bills, they're struggling because of COVID. But despite the pandemic, 1.7 million Americans became new millionaires last year.
0: That's a good number. 1.7 million new millionaires. So on top of all the millionaires that already existed... We've got 1.7 million new ones added to the group. So I have a question. Yeah. I need to understand the logistics here. Break it down. If you, so the millionaire number, does that include only millionaires or is it millionaire and above? So is that millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires?
1: Yeah, I think they would count billionaires as million. in the millionaire number. Yeah, okay. But if you crossed over the threshold, like if you went from being worth 100K to a billion, like that's a hell of a year, by the yeah, way.
0: Hell of a year. Then
1: you would be counted in that number.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, so other stats. Millionaires now make up almost 9% of the population. So nearly one out of every 10 people in this country is now a millionaire.
0: And that's the US population. That's not even all around the globe. So- Millionaires now make up almost 9% of the U.S. population. One in 10 people, huh? So if we get 10 people in a room, one of us is balling.
1: Wait a minute. I just had like 30 people at my house the other day.
0: at least three of y'all were balling.
1: I need to know who who was in the room. I think it
0: started with you.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: You're having 30 people at your house. Yeah. Non-millionaires don't have 30 people at their house. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying. I think think the the evidence is in.
1: You know what this number was 20 years ago? What was it? 3.8%.
0: So 20 years ago, so 2000, 2001, which was not that long ago. No. 2001, less than 4% of Americans were millionaires. And in 2021, almost 9% of the American population is millionaires.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, this millionaire number is kind of like, it's arbitrary. Yeah. Like, look, I know, like, I'd love to have a million dollars in my checking account right now. I'm just saying that it's arbitrary because it doesn't mean that you are financially free. It doesn't mean that your problems are over.
0: And I think that's the thing we kind of have to address, right, because we get so many people who reach out to us and we ask them what their goals are and it's to be a millionaire, to to get a million. Yeah. Not understanding what that does and does not mean. To your point, we have several clients who have over a million dollars in assets and are still struggling, have tons of expenses, haven't met any of their goals are still not able to do a lot of the things that they want to do are still not financially sound. So I think you make a really great point. Like this millionaire status is a bit arbitrary or it's more arbitrary than it sounds. Mm -hmm. I think people are like, listen, if I got a million dollars, everything will work out. I mean, first of all, you got to pay your taxes. So you wouldn't have a million dollars day two. And then there's a variety of expenses that you would incur that you already have. So being a millionaire can mean a number of different things, but it doesn't automatically mean financial security. but I'm not gonna knock it, right? like because it's a great thing. Yeah. It's a great thing to be able to amass capital.
1: There's some people that believe you can't be a millionaire without oppressing somebody or without hurting yes. the world like i, I don't I don't believe, like those people I don't believe that's true. like yeah. you can make money and do well by the world at the same time.
0: So I have a controversial statement, okay, okay. And it links to what you just said. So there are so many people who, when they see someone who is worth or making a lot of money, they Mm -hmm. automatically say, well, what about the people who are starving? Yeah. And why do they get to have all the money when there are people out there who are starving? Mm -hmm. I oftentimes, depending on the situation, can't make the correlation. Because if you worked really, really hard creating something, starting a business, working at a job with a significant salary and you made a lot of money for yourself, are other people entitled to think you don't deserve to have it or are entitled to say, you should be giving that to someone else?
1: Yeah, I don't think they're entitled to. I think people that have made the money should be benevolent. They should look out for other people, but, but it's not who like is to they... say that
0: they're not looking out for other people yeah, because it... there are homeless people somewhere yeah. else in the world. Yeah, I that, think...
1: there's no connection. Yeah, not, the, not the a automatic
0: response of how dare they have all that money? not thinking about if they worked for it, not knowing any of their charitable causes or anything that they do to help other people outside of themselves. I think it's just a messed up statement when people work really hard. Not everybody. Mm -hmm. Some of these people's money is dirty. But I don't think we automatically get to assume if someone has made a lot of money that they're wrong for it and that other people are entitled to it.
1: Yeah, we have a former client who had a million dollars and blew it inside of less than 10 years. Literally, And, um, you know.
0: She didn't give any of it away to charity. Yeah,
1: it wasn't charitable. <laughs> like, it, it, again, you're not on easy street just because you've got a million bucks.
0: We also have clients who have never made more than $50,000 a year, but are millionaires.
1: Yeah, that's a fact.
0: Right. And so are they supposed to give their money away to somebody just because? You know what I mean?
1: I don't think so. So I want to break down some other demographic numbers. So they did not break down this recent wealth study by ethnicity, but I want to give you the ethnic numbers from five years ago, just to put it in perspective. What what would you guess would be the percentage of white families that are millionaires versus black families versus Latino families?
0: So out of a hundred percent?
1: Out of a hundred percent. Start with white families. What would you guess? 94%.
0: Ninety-four percent. No what? Ninety four. You think ninety four percent of
1: white folks are, are
0: millionaires? Oh no. I thought you were saying like out of all the millionaires, how no, many are no, white? No, no, how no. many are Indian? Yeah, how could many You can look are black? at
1: that that way, but I'm saying of the of a room full of hundred percent of, of our Caucasian brothers and white sisters. White people. Okay. What percentage of them are millionaires? There we go.
0: Twenty percent.
1: Fifteen point two percent. Okay. That was five years ago. Five years ago. All right, black people. What percent? 2%. 1.9%. Yo, I'm, I'm
0: on. I'm good. Latino population? 0.5%. Latinx? 2.3. Listen, 2.3. Okay. Okay, Latinx. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it's not evenly distributed, but I will say, at least in our client base, in our circle, we're seeing some black folks become millionaires. No,
0: not some. Like, we're seeing a good amount of black people. These numbers are not the Momentum Advisors client roster numbers, I will tell you that. Because, um, you know, we have a, a good amount of black clients and Latino clients, and they're doing well. Yeah, and white clients. White clients, too. On, shout out shout to our white out. clients. We love you. <laughs> Y'all are doing well, too.
1: So let's break down some of the paths that these folks took to become millionaires. Because there's a few different paths. The first path is the corporate climber.
0: I like the corporate climber.
1: So this is a person who worked for a publicly traded company. They accumulated their wealth from their company's compensation. On average, it took the corporate climber about 21 years to accumulate an average of over $3 million. Some of these millionaires also worked for private companies that later went public. Others worked for public companies in the technology space, in finance. And in pharmaceuticals.
0: So we have some of these as our clients, especially the ones who were in private companies that went public, Yeah, right? And we have some overnight millionaires because of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that happens now. I think it's happening more often than it was 10, 20 years ago. So many companies are going public. There are so many opportunities for people to become overnight millionaires. But I like hearing this number, right? Of the 21 years, on average, it took the corporate climber 21 years to accumulate an average of over $3 million. I think it just puts into perspective, these people work hard. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like these people weren't just five years in, on average 21 years to become you know, a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to hard work, dedication, and just doing that nine to five grind.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I will also point out that diversity is becoming more and more important in the workforce. And there's a lot of companies that I'm now learning about that are paying their people incredibly well, that black and brown people are now getting opportunities to join in on that compensation. Like we're seeing folks, especially on Silicon Valley, like these folks are getting paid. Yeah. And pharmaceutical, like with COVID, like some of these pharma companies have paid people extraordinarily well.
0: But I do have to throw in a little bit of shade. Right. Because I think you make a really great point right now. D&I, that's a buzzword, Mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion. Everybody's doing the minority hires, making sure that their companies have fairness, Mm -hmm. um, racial equality throughout their corporate structure. But it's 2021, right? And if we're looking at these numbers, they got 21 years to go uh, (laughs) before, while I'm saying like, for a lot of other people who were allowed to be or were welcomed in these corporate spaces a lot earlier, they've amassed their wealth. Yeah. Now it's a buzzword to hire Black people, to hire women, to hire Latino. And that's great. They're getting their foot in the door. But they got 21 years to go. Yeah. Before they can get their millions.
1: Yeah. and so If
0: the- they stick around long enough, because you know you get into these work environments and it is shady. They try to, like... Serve you watermelon during Black History Month yeah. and things like that.
1: Or D&I is donuts and ice cream.
0: There we go. <laughs> exactly. People trying to always ask you for your macaroni and cheese recipe.
1: Yeah. Next, like you, you can't know, eat salad. Next, you know, they want to touch your hair. There
0: we go. <laughs> and that's why people don't stay in these jobs that long. I'm just saying. But I
1: will say, like, I'm seeing some folks getting paid. For sure. And God bless them. Shout
0: out to you guys. We're super excited about it. And we know you guys are going to kill it. You guys yeah. are killing it. You always... Um, I think companies are going to really see growth in their organizations because they have the diversity that they've always needed. Yeah. But that's just that. Now, another pathway Mm -hmm. to the millionaire status, the expert.
1: Or the super skilled. Or
0: the super skilled, right? So these millionaires become experts in their field or super skilled in a high paying field like sports or entertainment. So basically just say LeBron without saying LeBron. Or
1: it could be, a soccer player. Well,
0: so, oh, soccer
1: players are I getting heard. bread. Not, not that many soccer yeah. players, not in the U.S. Or it could be tech. You could be a really good coder. Like it's the people that got really, really good at their field.
0: Or it could be the beauty space. I What I love about this and I love about this now, I think in the way entrepreneurs are made in these independent environments with social media, a lot of people are becoming experts in a variety of industries and becoming millionaires in ways that they might not have been able to do so before. So we talk about entertainment and sports, right? Like that's obvious, but there's a lot of new millionaires in the beauty space, Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of new millionaires in the apparel space. So in this particular category, I think it's kind of like sky's the limit. I feel like this is the category where almost anyone can seize the opportunity to become a millionaire. You've just got to be super skilled or become an expert at a thing.
1: Yeah, we have a new client who wrote a textbook and he's getting checks on checks on, on checks.
0: Come on, textbook. And when the last time you seen a textbook?
1: A college textbook? Just seen one. Seen one? Um, my old college textbooks are still on my bookshelf. Do your so. kids have textbooks? Um, yeah, okay. yeah they textbooks. Okay, yeah, they
0: do. I don't have kids. I have not seen the textbook. I mean, I still have my college textbooks. Um, they cost so much money, I'm not getting rid of them anytime soon. Yeah. But, but okay, textbooks. But textbook. look
1: at the names on those books. Like those jokers are getting checks. So you write the book once, you might update it right. every couple Edition of years. Seven. And you're getting checks. Getting on checks. On checks. So this notion of focusing on something, becoming really, really good at it can be very lucrative.
0: But let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. For this pathway, for mm-hmm. the expert or the super skilled, it takes on average about 20 years for these people to accumulate about $4 million. Yeah,
1: it takes 20 years to be an overnight success.
0: There you go. I like that. So please don't think if you just started reading up on something today, it's not likely, not impossible, but it's not likely that you're going to reach millionaire status by Christmas. But if you stick at it, you'll be able to make some real bread.
1: Yeah, and these folks have, on average, $4 million. So they do a little bit better than the corporate climber.
0: Okay, expert.
1: <laughs> Next is the dreamer entrepreneur.
0: So I don't even like this already. I'm, I'm crossing the line. The dreamer entrepreneur, right? Like, why are they in the same bucket? There's a dreamer and an entrepreneur. I don't think they're the same thing. I don't think you have to be a dreamer to be an entrepreneur. Okay. We know a lot of very so... logical entrepreneurs <laughs> that just solved a problem one day and kept it pushing and made a lot of money.
1: Okay. All right. So let's just say include it in there. Okay. Let's say dreamer the entrepreneur andor
0: even the ones who are dreamers. Sure. Okay.
1: That's fine. Shout
0: out to the dreamers.
1: So this is not an easy path. Like Hell this is no. hard. This is stressful. We in it. This is the Tiffany Hawkins path.
0: And the Alan Boomer, don't don't remove yourself from the equation. But this is our path. And yeah. so we know it very well. Um, and this is the hardest and the most stressful path. Mm hmm. Okay. I think a lot of I think almost everyone knows an entrepreneur and I mean, outside of social media. Right. So, you know, one you can call one on the phone and talk to them. And if you do that, they will tell you how difficult it was in the beginning or still difficult or wasn't difficult. And then the pandemic hit and now it's crazy difficult. How many businesses they had to start to finally be successful? Mm-hmm. How many times they had to get burned? How many clients or partners they lost? Like being an entrepreneur is not an easy thing. But for every entrepreneur that you know that is still an entrepreneur, I almost guarantee they'll say it was worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. On, and on average, this group, it took about 12 years.
0: Okay, 12 years.
1: To accumulate $7.5 million.
0: Okay, so wait, a, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, so we got a shorter period of time and a whole lot more money. I'm just saying. Alan, how long have you been an entrepreneur?
1: <laughs> um, 10 years.
0: Okay, you got two years. Two, yeah. years. But In two years, you need to have $7.5 million.
1: Ring that bell.
0: Okay. I Your lips to God's ears. I've been down. I've been, been down bad. No, I've been down on this entrepreneurial path eight and a half years. Okay, all right. Eight and a half to nine years. So you got three more years to your ding, ding, ding to my seven and a half million. Well, then I feel like I should have at least four right now. Yeah. What? Just sitting in the bank. And so this is the other thing about being a millionaire. Are we talking about cash in the bank? Are we talking about Assets because mm. we a lot of y'all are millionaires if you throw in your house and all the things that you own. Yeah. So are we talking about those those, you know, balance sheet millionaires?
1: Whichever one makes you feel happy.
0: But you're right. <laughs> exactly. I think that I think yeah. Some people, spot on.
1: Some people look at millionaire status as I have a million dollars in assets. Some people look at it as a million dollars in net worth, right? Like the Forbes list kind of looks at the asset side. Correct. You know? So Whatever makes you feel good.
0: So I think we need to just clear that up, right? Because when you talk about the Forbes list, you got these billionaires and these these hundreds of millionaires. It's like, damn, can I get a dollar? They might not have a dollar in the bank. It's yeah. very possible. It could be all real estate and all business equity. Mm-hmm. And they might be cash poor. Yeah. Just be mindful. It's Don't possible. let these people throw these millionaire titles in your face. Yeah. You might have more money in the bank than them right now.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. I'm just saying. That's a
0: fact. So we are talking about the new millionaire.
1: The brand new millionaire. Shout
0: out to the old ones. We still love you guys, but you have some people heading into your group and we're talking about them today. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. All right. This is Ghani Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at The North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. And we are back. Yes. We are talking about the new millionaires. The
1: brand new millionaires. In
0: COVID, COVID produced a lot of new millionaires.
1: One in almost 10 Americans is a millionaire now.
0: All right. So listen, next time you go into the grocery store. Yeah. Stand in the longest line. Okay. I know we typically don't want to stand in long lines. Stand in the longest line. If you can get a line that has at least 10 people in it, mm. start looking in their carts,
1: right? Mm, okay. Look
0: at who has all the name brand items okay right, right. briar's ice cream yeah oscar meyer bacon oh okay versus you know general standard or whatever whatever it's called yeah and just that might be your millionaire that might be the millionaire actually, standing standing closest to you in that moment actually i would
1: argue the opposite
0: no oh, oh. possibly oh. they've got no
1: name brands there in we go supermarket very cart. true so
0: very true you never know that's possible.
1: Yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of millionaires that are extremely frugal.
0: Very. Okay, yeah. I like it.
1: So we're breaking down the new millionaire. We're going to give you some advice for that new group
0: and then explain how to become one yourself. But we've got a couple of more pathways to becoming a millionaire. Absolutely. The accidental millionaire.
1: Yeah, this is a tough way to go.
0: This, ah, ah It's tough. It's, uh, if you're telling the truth, it's tough if you're telling the truth. Oh my god. Okay. It's not too tough if you're lying, okay. The accidental millionaires lawsuits, wrongful incarceration—that one's tough. Yeah, but you know, like
1: accidents,
0: I slip and fell. Yeah, right in the right eight parking lot. Mm. And now. I hurt my arm.
1: I got McDonald's coffee. There we go. The
0: me. coffee. The co- that was a thing for a while. That was happening. Yeah. My coffee's too hot and yeah. I spilled it on myself. Mm. And now I need millions of your dollars.
1: I had that mesh implant of my, on my hernia See? and they got the commercial. Like if you've been, if you've ever had that wire mesh installed in you.
0: Listen, so the accidental millionaire. Yes. Oftentimes it is an unfortunate circumstance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes eh, not too unfortunate.
1: If you didn't really hurt yourself that bad, you're saying, yeah. <laughs> but you're a good actor, mm-hmm. but the wrongful incarceration, that's a horrible one. And we have a, a lot of clients, unfortunately at our firm who went to prison for 20, 25, 30, 35 years for crimes that in some cases
0: didn't even happen. Didn't even happen. Nonetheless, didn't commit, but just didn't even happen. Yeah. And so to Alan's point, you know, these clients, they get out of prison, they're, they're exonerated mm-hmm. and- so the judgment is turned over, but the judgment is turned over after all the labor, yeah. after all the years have been served. And then they do get some sort of judgment. Yeah. Right. And, so, and they end up becoming what some people call overnight millionaires. Yeah. But Would they, you serve 30 years in prison nah. to become an overnight millionaire?
1: Yeah. We've got stories of folks that went in at 18, came out at 48. Right. When they went in, their parents were alive. They get out, parents are gone. They went in, their kid was just born. They come out; they're a grandparent, right? Like these are people who lose their entire youth behind these wrongful incarcerations,
0: right? And those are really horrible situations. Now, we've also got the people. What do they call them? Ambulance chasers?
1: Yeah, we've got those. We've
0: got those who are just looking for the next lawsuit, mm-hmm. looking for the next slip and fall, mm-hmm. looking for the next hair in their food,
1: hoping they get hoping, in a car accident. Ho-
0: wishing, wishing <laughs> you would hit this car, right? So that they can fall out into the street. Yeah. And and sue. So. Yeah. Either way, you've become a millionaire. It's the a path. accidental millionaire. Yeah. There's no averages on this. We don't know how much y'all got. Yeah.
1: And uh we don't have a whole lot of advice yeah. for, for how to know. get that. I don't know. Um, just be in the right place at the wrong time or uh, right wrong place. I I don't know. But
0: just skip it. Skip yeah. it all together.
1: Yeah. Next is inheritance. You okay. know, inheritance is a way to become a millionaire, but Gotta pick the right parents mm. for, for that.
0: Or I mean, we did a show called Trust Fund Babies. Sure did. Okay. That's it's a good show. It's a great show. Yeah, that's a bomb show. I mean, amazing show. And that speaks to I mean, pretty much inheritance. How your children become millionaires is based on what you do for them as a parent, how you put money aside, whether I mean, even in that show, we talked about how you can make your child a millionaire without. Making a lot of money at all. Without you actually making a lot of money, you can make your child a millionaire. Yeah,
1: with a little bit of planning. With a
0: little bit of planning and Mm -hmm. not too much money. Yeah. You're going to have to listen to Trust Fund Babies to find that out, but maybe your child would inherit a million dollars and become a millionaire.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet for them. Yeah. For sure. And then finally, we have the saver investor. Love this this one. This is like the mainstream way to become a millionaire. Like this is a group of millionaires that on average saved about 20% or more of their income per year, they invested their savings, and it took them about 32 years to accumulate about $3.3 million.
0: Now, 32 years seems like a lot of time, right? But think about it like this. As Alan said, he didn't say high net worth individuals, high salaried individuals, no. athletes, people making tons of money, just regular people who saved 20% or more of their income and prudently invested, Yeah, right? Say you start, you can literally start doing that at 16, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. You can start working and putting away 20% of your income and investing that 20%, even though it's probably not a lot of money. But say you do that starting at 18.
1: Yeah. If you do it at 18, and let's say you just save eight grand a year. In 30 years, at age 48, you're a millionaire. We also did the show on Where the Money Resides. Where the
0: Money Resides.
1: Compound interest. Exactly. The eighth wonder of the world.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. And the eighth wonder of the world is making very regular people millionaires every single day.
1: Absolutely. We talk to people all the time who, when we run projections on where they're headed, they're like, no way. But yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Leave it alone.
0: Keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Investing. Leave it alone. Guaranteed to pretty much be a millionaire. Yeah. I think, I think it takes time, but I think this is also the one that's literally in everyone's grasp. Yeah. Right I agree like with that. You might not be a super expert. You may not be in the mood to be an entrepreneur. You may not be trying to fall down anybody's steps. This right here is the way right now if you're like, listen, I'm committed to figuring out the easiest way for me to become a millionaire. It's by starting here, taking a good portion of your income and investing. Yeah. This way has the fewest barriers to entry. You don't have to take any big risks. You don't have to have any college degrees. You don't have to spend long hours monitoring this or going in and out of the office every single day. Set it and forget it.
1: Quick example of where the money resides, compound interest. Imagine I'm 40 years old. Okay. Okay. I max out on my 401k contribution every year, which is about $20,000 a year. Okay. I'll be a millionaire in 20 years at age 60. I I might not have ever started contributing to my 401k until age 40. I can retire early as a millionaire at age 60 by just being prudent about saving and investing and contributing.
0: God forbid you have a match. God forbid your company even thinks about matching. Oh, I just fell out. Okay. (laughs) All right. Like, that's very possible. Yeah. And honestly, when we talk about these new millionaires that have happened over COVID, I do think about the market. Yeah. Right? Like, the market was... All the way up. I mean, it had some bad days. It was a lot of volatility, but for people who stayed in, yeah,
1: it was a good year. Yo, the stock market over the last three years has returned on average nineteen percent per year.
0: Nineteen percent a year, right? And so some people may be adding that up and they'd be like, Wow, that's fifty seven percent. No, not if you know about compound interest. It's more than that.
1: Lord. And then housing. Housing is another big Oh my God. Housing has skyrocketed.
0: God forbid you sold a house.
1: Or just continuing to own it. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's still material wealth. So we've broken down a lot of paths to becoming a millionaire. Let's now give some advice to this new generation of millionaires. Because a lot of these people are first generation wealthy. Like their parents weren't wealthy. They don't have a good frame of reference for what it takes to manage the wealth that they have today.
0: They're also not sure who to trust or who to talk to. And so they're just trying to do it on their own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is crazy because we recently talked to a new client who I've known for years and he grew up really in very, very modest circumstances in South America. And he came here, he got his education, he got an MBA. And my man is making very, very good money now. And I asked him, like, when are you planning to retire? He had never thought about retirement. He never saw his parents retire. Like they worked until they couldn't work anymore. Right. And so when it comes to this new generation of millionaire, we've gotta start doing some new planning. So the first thing that you've gotta do is really set some life goals, reevaluate them periodically, but really think about how can you use your wealth to help you to live a fuller life? Like in what ways does your newfound financial situation just improve your general
0: quality of life? Yeah, and I think the thing that you mentioned that people should really hear is to reevaluate periodically. Our life goals change over time, right? You can have one goal this year and have completely new goals next year, right? And so please don't, this is not one of those things you set and forget when you're thinking about your life goals. You have to constantly be thinking about what's changed. Do I want something different? Maybe I got that. Maybe that happened sooner or easier than I thought. What's next? Maybe you have children. And so now your life goals are even more different. Maybe you pursue a new career. And before you just wanted a promotion at your own job. Yeah. But now you're an entrepreneur, and so your goals are completely different. But reevaluating your life goals, I think, keeps people motivated. It will keep you motivated towards going after, continuing to work, continuing to do the right thing, continuing to invest or push towards that thing you're going after to ensure that you're successful. Yeah.
1: The crazy thing about money is like when you don't have it, like you feel like when you it have sucks. it. It sucks. No, you feel like when you have it, like your life is going to be so much different. Right. And then you get there and it might not be that different.
0: Or it takes you forever to realize that you have it, right? So like yeah. when you don't have any money, you're like, yeah, Yo, if I just, man, if I could just get a job making like $50,000. i would be good. I'd be good. Next thing you know, you're making 100000 talking about, man, if I could just get a job making 150000 You get that. Like you just don't, because there's always new things. There's always new expenses. There's always new life goals. Yeah, that will potentially push you to go farther.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was applying to business school and I met this guy and he's just graduated. He's making, you know, probably like 125K or something like that. And I was making about 47,000 at that time. And I said to the guy, you know, man, what kind of car do you drive? You make 120,000. Okay. Like, like what kind of car? What man was like a Honda Accord. I said, what?
0: Like you're you were doing it him. all wrong. You wanted him to be driving like a spaceship.
1: I'm saying like, when you don't have it, like you've got this completely different view of what it will be like to get to that point. Correct. And it's the same thing with having a million dollars. It might not be what you thought it would be. And it's a great time to reevaluate your goals. Okay. Next, you want to think about the impact and the legacy you're going to leave within your family and the world. I think this is a big one.
0: Especially based on the conversation that we had earlier, where... Oftentimes you hear about a person who's making or worth a lot of money and everyone's first thought is they should help out somebody else. Well, you should help out somebody else. If you are a new millionaire or a millionaire in any capacity, how do you want to impact the world or just impact the people around you? What type of legacy do you want to leave? For some people, it's like, I just want to leave some money. I'm going to just leave some money in the bank and that's what you're going to get. For others, they might want to leave a charitable organization They might want to, you know, make an impact in the world in a variety of different ways and they want to be known for the impact that they made while they were alive. But you have to think about, listen, I have the resources and the means to potentially help others. Who are those others going to be? How many of them is it going to be? And what does that look like for me based on what's important to me?
1: Yeah, And how do you make sure your kids and the young people in your life understand your values, what it took to get to that point? So giving someone money and they don't have morals and values on how to treat that money how to create their own wealth it could leave them in a worse position than where they started next you've got to be thinking about taxes
0: taxes this you, is a big one
1: yeah this is like our big the big surprise that folks that start really making a lot of money they're like man i did not realize that uncle sam was gonna hit me that hard
0: you guys pay so much more in taxes right the more money you make the more money you pay in taxes and that's just reality we get so many clients who are like listen so how are you going to help me evade these taxes? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what, what do I have to do to not pay taxes? And yeah. the answer is go to jail. I don't, yeah. I don't know that's what... A, that's one way. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Um, but you will have to understand your tax situation. And there's a lot of understanding to it. All money's not the same. Certain things look different than others. Investments are taxed different depending on what type of vehicles you're using, a retirement account versus a brokerage account capital gains, losses. There's a lot of things now that have to be thought about. This is not just a turbo tax situation anymore. And so you're going to have to work with some real people. And not only do you want to manage your tax situation during tax season, you want to manage it well before that.
1: Yeah. And talk to a financial planner and a CPA about this, because there's really five broad strategies for reducing tax. We don't have a ton of time to go into all of them, but The first is charity and there's smart ways to match your charitable giving with your big income years the second is investing in real estate it's a great tax write-off to depreciate your real estate over time the third is to have a business and have that business create write-offs the fourth is through contributing to a retirement plan and the final one is to make tax-free investments like there's some investments you can make that generate income that is not subject to tax Okay. But that's it. Like, there's not a lot outside of those.
0: Yeah. What is it? Um. What's the island that everybody wants to put their the offshore account in? Um, Cayman. The
1: Cayman Islands.
0: People are like, listen. Yeah. Do we got to do the Cayman Islands?
1: Yeah. That's that's when you're. You're campaigning and go to jail at that point. Um, You start putting stuff offshore to evade taxes.
0: Or as Noriega would say, on the run eating.
1: Yeah. You don't want to be on the run eating. You don't
0: want to be on the run eating.
1: So next, an estate plan, you know, having a will and powers of attorney. Like when you've got a million dollars, like, and something happens to you, you don't want the state deciding where your money goes.
0: Exactly. Please don't automatically assume that the money is going to go to your children or don't automatically assume because you told one person how you want things to go, it's actually going to go that way. You actually have to set it up in some sort of formalized plan to ensure that things go the way that you want them to. Now, if you don't care, that's different. You should, right? You you worked hard or you did whatever you needed to do to become a millionaire, so you should care. But an estate plan is essential. Interestingly enough, I had a conversation with my mom last week, and she was like, You know, just so you know, I want you to do this with my money. Now, mind you, I've been talking to my mom. I've been talking to both my parents for months about, you know, after death affairs. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden she throws a new combination in the mix that I've never heard her say before. And I literally said, I'm not going to be able to get away with that. Like, unless you put that in writing, unless you put that in your estate plan, I'm not going to be able to get away with just making that happen. That has to be on paper somewhere.
1: Yeah. Additionally, if you have children, especially children from another marriage or godchildren or just people that you want to make sure are supported. If you don't have this in writing, if you don't have an estate plan well written out, there's no guarantee your money's going to go where you want it to go.
0: All right, Alan, close your ears. Um, or say you're married. Okay. You're married and you have children.
1: I'm sorry, my ears are closed. So oh, yes. Close your going. ears.
0: Yeah. You're married and you have children. Mm-hmm but you don't necessarily like your spouse anymore or they make irresponsible decisions and you don't want them to get any of your assets after you pass away, right? You want it to go just to your children. You can't say to this person who you don't necessarily trust or you know aren't the biggest fan of, hey, don't take any of my money, make sure it goes to the kids. You've got to you know, circumvent, work your way around, put that on paper somewhere To make sure that person doesn't receive any of your assets or not a lot. And that it goes to your children or the people who matter to you the most.
1: No, that's a fact. That's a fact. And we've seen this a a ton of times. Yeah. Because while you're alive, you've got to say, when you're out of here, when you're in that upper room.
0: (laughs) Exactly. There are a lot of people who have single income households, Mm -hmm. right? And so you are making all the money potentially and you're... Portioning it out to your spouse in a way that you think makes the most sense for them in the household. Okay. Once you're gone, they're not going to keep to your regimen. They're not going to be working off the budget that you set before you pass away. It's time to ball out. Yeah. And then all that money you made, all that money that you accumulated could be gone overnight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't
0: want Especially that. Especially when there are children in the equation that need to be taken care of up to a certain point.
1: Yeah, we've got to do a whole show on a state plan. We've been threatening to do this. Let's do let's make that happen for the people. Okay. They they're they're clamoring for it. I can see the suspense.
0: There's no suspense and we can't see any of you. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep talking about the new millionaires and we're gonna keep giving strategies on things that you need to be mindful of. If you currently are a new millionaire, or if you're working on it so stick with us i'm tiffany hawkins i'm alan boomer and we're the momentum advisors thank you so much for listening to the momentum Advisors show this is sean king founder and ceo of the north star if you want to hear more shows like this featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day head over right now to the to discover all the podcasts we have to offer We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. Okay, we are still talking about the The new new millionaire.
1: millionaire. Brand new millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, we've given some really good stats on all the new people.
0: And I want to make sure... The old millionaires know there's no shade.
1: Yeah, we're guys, not fronting on you.
0: Yeah, not fronting on you, but you guys have had some time. You're a little bit more experienced.
1: Y'all been eating long enough. You've been
0: eating long enough. Stop being yeah, greedy. Stop being greedy. <laughs> um, no, to the but realistically, like you guys probably have it down. You've, you've probably um, hit some bumps in the road. You've learned your lessons. You've probably got your ways and your systems down. And if you don't, then this advice applies to you also. This advice pretty much applies to any and everybody who is a millionaire or working their way towards being a millionaire.
1: So we broke down earlier the different paths to millionaire ship.
0: Okay. I, you I, listen, I'm glad that's what you said
1: because <laughs> That was a P at the end.
0: Because if it was a T at the end, it would still apply.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I actually prefer it with the the T at the end.
1: Yeah, that could be our mixtape, our next mixtape.
0: Million millionaire sh- Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: So, let's talk about the corporate climber for a minute. Like this is the person who works for a company where their compensation package includes RSUs, which is Restricted Stock Units, and also Stock Options.
0: So, for those who don't know what that means exactly, that's when oftentimes you work for a startup, not all the time, but maybe you work for a startup and in lieu of a really high salary, they offer you some stock.
1: Or it could be an established company. Very. That pays in stock. And cash and options because
0: they got it like,
1: that. yeah, there's a lot of, especially Silicon Valley companies like the Facebooks of the world, the Googles, the Microsofts, like these are companies that give various types of compensation because they're really trying to put those golden handcuffs on the people. Like they want to make sure that you don't take this money and run
0: 100%.
1: So stock options are new for a lot of people. The way they work is your company will give you options. And I'm going to give out just a, a hypothetical example. They might give you an option that says, Hey, your exercise price is $9. And these options, we're granting them to you today, and they mature in 10 years. You might be like, Well, what is that? Right. In the beginning, they might be worth zero, right? Like when you first get the option, they're really not worth a lot. But over time, as that stock price goes up, now they become a lot more valuable. So, for example, in five years, if that stock goes from $9 up to $19, now you, you just made about $10 per option. And that's loot. And so when it comes to these stock options, you want to make sure that you hold on to them for a while. Because the more time you allow the stock to grow, the more there's a chance that you're going to make some money.
0: But then there are the people who, I think, like you just mentioned, they give you stock options and they're not really worth much. Especially, again, for those who work with these startup companies and you just believe in the cause. You believe in the company. You're working. They're giving you stock options. They're not public. Just one day they might go public. They're hoping that they go public. And then they do. And literally, it's not 9 to $19. It's like 0 To 100.
1: Yeah, or 200. Or 200 overnight. It could be life-changing. It really could be life-changing. Yeah, we often find that um, people might be leaving a stable job with a good company.
0: Good salary and benefits.
1: And they get an opportunity to go to a lesser-known company that might be private but plans on going public in the future.
0: People looking at you crazy. And people are like, yo, how do you I'm, leave that good
1: job? People are like, yo, I'm, I'm leery about this new opportunity, but we've seen the folks that have made the right call on that by taking that chance and going to the lesser known company and taking on those options. We've seen a lot of those people become millionaires in a short amount of time. So here's our advice. If you happen to have received stock options, number one, make sure you hold them for a while, but Don't hold them past the expiration date. Because the crazy thing is about these stock options, once that date comes when it says that this is the expiration date, the maturity date, if you wait one extra day, they're worth zero again. So you've got to make sure that you don't let that window pass. They might not give you a call and remind you, Like you've got to be really mindful of these stock options and you cannot let them expire without exercising them. The final thing with stock options Consult a tax advisor because this is a little complicated. The way the compensation works, once you exercise, the company's required to withhold a certain percentage for taxes, but it might not be enough to cover your full tax liability. So make sure if you've got stock options, you're exercising them, talk to your CPA. Absolutely. Next, in terms of executive compensation, RSUs, Restricted Stock Units. Tiffany, have you received these in the past?
0: I was about to say, I'm glad you said in the past because momentum don't have <laughs> none. I just, I was getting ready to look at you like, ain't no, ain't no RSUs at momentum. <laughs>
1: so restricted stocks, like th- this is, you know, again a golden handcuff. This is a, a a thing that they put out there to make sure that you stay for a little while because they'll say, look, Tiffany, we're going to give you ten thousand shares.
0: Okay, ten thousand shares.
1: Four thousand shares.
0: How many is momentum giving <laughs> me right now on air? Our listeners are, are tuned in.
1: Okay. So they could give you 10,000 shares. Is that
0: you? <laughs> Who is that?
1: But the shares don't vest until four years from now. So meaning if you quit inside of those four years, you get nothing. But if you stick around, then you get the shares.
0: Okay. So I plan on being with Momentum for the next four years. Do I, do I have 10,000 shares waiting for me? Sure. You a lie. 10,000 ain't, ain't, shares. Ain't no, ain't no shares.
1: 10 million shares. Exactly.
0: <laughs> All the shares you want. Got it.
1: Nah. The, Tiffany, you are very valuable to this company. Okay? You're our chief operating officer. You're the head of podcast.
0: Head of podcast.
1: Strategy. That is not
0: a thing. Just so y'all know. That's not a thing. <laughs> but going back to these... Don't R- work at Momentum. <laughs> ain't no RSUs here. Oh my gosh. Okay?
1: Oh my gosh. So the thing about RSUs opposite advice. Like when, when these RSUs vest, we want to see you selling them pretty soon. The reason why is that you probably have more coming.
0: Yeah. And you also want to think about diversification. If you've listened to any of our shows, diversification is something that we find to be very important when it comes to your investment portfolio. And for a lot of people who receive these RSUs, this is the only stock they own, right? Like they don't own any other stock outside of what's been given to them by their employer. That's not safe. Yeah. One bad day could ruin all of your wealth. And so when you are in a position, when your RSUs are vested and you are able to sell, it's time to diversify.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. So with RSUs, there's a grant date. That's the date when they tell you that you're getting shares. You don't really have them yet, though. You don't really have them until the vesting date.
0: Don't wild out yet. Okay, so when the grant date comes, just stay cool. Don't do too much. Smile. Yeah, right. Say thank you. Mm-hmm. But you don't really have it yet. Now, it's not time to ball yet.
1: On investing day, that's when you can actually out. sell the shares, cash wild it out. in. You can actually afford the bottle service that night.
0: While out. Now, hear, hear me closely. Don't while out too much because uh, then you've got capital gains tax. And then yeah, it's, there's then it's all a types whole, of tax. Whole, It's a whole bad situation. So don't just cash it out um that that's not going to work for you that's not diversification that's really taking from the wealth that you've accumulated over the years
1: yeah on vesting date you've got income taxes due and then when you sell the shares you then will have capital gains taxes due so there's a lot of taxation tied to these rsus so be careful consult a tax advisor but we do advise think about selling those shares soon after they vest because you want to make sure you're being diversified so that's our advice for The new millionaires that are receiving executive compensation in the form of stocks and options. But let's talk about some ways to become a millionaire. What about the folks listening that want to be in that statistic next year?
0: Absolutely. As a new millionaire. First things first, be thoughtful about your spending. It is hard, especially when you are one of these corporate pathway millionaires, or even if you're an entrepreneurial millionaire you've got to be mindful of the money that you spend, right? Like a lot of it is putting money away. A lot of it is investing. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not investing in the stock market, it might be investing in real estate. It might be investing in your own education, but you've got to invest more than you spend.
1: Absolutely. Number two, save at least 20% of your income, whether that be through your 401k or just through your emergency fund. Make sure you're saving money. Like the millionaires that we talked about earlier who earned it the old-fashioned way by saving and investing over time, it was a meaningful amount. Often we hear people say, I'm saving for retirement. Then you ask them, how much are they saving? Oh, $50 a paycheck. Like that that's not going to get it done.
0: Very, very true.
1: Number three, save for multiple goals at the same time.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people are like, listen, I'm going to work on my emergency savings. Then I'm going to work on paying down my credit card. Then I'm going to work on put money away from my kid's school, then I'm gonna work on retirement. No, work on all at the same time. Maybe you're not putting large lump sums in one account at a time. You're spreading that money out across multiple accounts at the same time.
1: I love it. Number four is your favorite one. Make more money. Tiffany loves this advice.
0: No, because no one gives it. People will tell you to budget yourself into a damn hole or (laughs) you know, don't buy the latte or do a million things instead of just making more money. And honestly, sometimes making more money is easier than all these other things that people tell you to do. Ask somebody to pay you for that side hustle. Go get a second job. Get a promotion, whatever it is. Find ways to make more money. These millionaires are not sitting around Concerned that they can't make more money. They've realized, oh snap, I've done something. Let me keep going, which means the money's out there. It's not just out there for the people who already have it, it is out there for the people who wanna go get it. Make more money.
1: I love it. Number five, you've gotta invest. Investing is simply taking your money, mixing it with an opportunity, and giving it time. You've gotta be willing to make an investment, whether it be in the stock market whether it be in your 401k, whether it be in a business, real estate, or an investment in yourself. You can't just save your way to millionaire status. You really have to be ready to invest.
0: The last thing, be optimistic.
1: Yeah, you remember the song, Be Optimistic.
0: I've never heard the song in my life. Is Sounds that a real of song? Sounds Blackness? Is that a real song?
1: You can dream as long as you keep your head to the sky.
0: Okay. Yeah, you didn't sing it right the first time. Be
1: optimistic. That's how it goes. Mm,
0: I don't. Yeah, I remember. Yes, I remember the song now. You didn't sing it right
1: the first time. Mm, mm, mm,
0: Exactly. mm, mm, But that's not the point. Um, Be optimistic. So I will tell you, it's, it's very funny. I had a conversation with my best friend last night about someone who I was working with on a project. And then they decided, listen, I don't think I can get it. I don't wanna do it. And my best friend said, Well, why don't you push them to do it? And I said, Because if they don't believe they can do it, they're probably right. Mm. If you don't believe that you can make a million dollars or more or deserve to make a million dollars or more, you're 100% correct. Yeah. No one's gonna force you to change your mind, no one's gonna drag you up a hill kicking and screaming. You know you better than anybody else does. Yeah. And with all the information that you know about yourself, you don't believe that you can do it, I'm siding with you. If you say you can't, then you can't. But there's a lot of people out here who believe that they can. And that alone is the reason why they will.
1: I love that. And we should end end there because we've given all the advice. We talked about the folks in your same grocery line that are becoming millionaires. We've given you all the ways that they've done it. And we've given you advice on how you can do it yourself. This is a good podcast. I'm going to subscribe.
0: And leave a review.
1: <laughs> I'm going to leave a review.
0: And maybe come back next week. I love it. Great advice. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors.